0: I want to hear your worship. Come on, let your worship saturate the atmosphere. We pray for you tonight. Oh, God. Oh, God. Dealing with me very strongly about this. Let me tell you something. There are times in our lives where God will give us certain things to pray for, and He will give us certain things to believe for. Uh, and we. In order for us to understand how prayer works and just how powerful prayer is we have to understand how we can cause heaven to respond to our prayers because there is a method believe it or not you know a lot of people just think that they can pray whatever they want to pray and God has to respond to them no that's not how it works you can pray what you want to pray all day long But if it is not, if it is not a prayer or if it is not something that God needs in the earth, then it is a vain repetition. It is a wasted prayer, and you're probably going to find yourself praying that same thing over and over again for years, and you're probably going to end up saying to God, Lord, I don't want to pray because I feel like you never hear my prayers. Let me tell you something. Today, we're going to talk about partnering with God, and I want to bring up an individual in the word of God. I absolutely love this story. This is my go-to story. Oftentimes, whenever I'm reading the Word of God, and it is about a woman named Hannah. This is found in First Samuel. If ever you want to go and read over it by yourself, in First Samuel, this woman of 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 God. Uh, she, The Bible says that she dealt with barrenness The Bible says that her husband He had another wife That's how they got down back then I don't understand it But that's just how they used to roll Back in the Bible days The husband would have It was, it was very common for a husband To have more than one wife As a matter of fact It was very common for a husband and a wife uh, To get together that were related Ew can you imagine getting with your cousin? What in the world is really going on? But this is uh the way that they used to live back in this day and age. And so the Bible says that Hannah was barren, but Penina, Penina was just popping kids out like it wasn't, no, like it wasn't nobody's business. Penina had them childbearing hips. I mean, every time you turn around, she was having a child. But one thing about Hannah, Hannah wanted a baby she wanted a son but her husband elkanah he loved hannah more than he loved uh than he loved penina but hannah hannah had dealt with low self esteem obviously because the one thing that she was believing god for she had she was not seeing And I'm telling you that that's the place where so many of you are right now. You're believing God for some stuff. You got that down pat. You pray and you cry out to the Lord and you make your petitions be made known. You let your requests rather be made known, and you and you pour yourself out before the Lord and you serve Him faithfully, but still you are not seeing any results, and you are at a place right now where Hannah was. The Bible says that she was greatly discouraged. The Bible says that when she prayed, she prayed out of anguish. The Bible says that her lips were moving, but there were no words. That were coming out of her mouth, but yet she found herself in the temple or on the temple steps, pouring out her heart to God. To me, this seems like the the kind of prayer that is needed in the church. This seems like the kind of prayer that is needed for the life of the believer. But this type of prayer, it was not being answered by God until until the Bible says that Hannah opened up her mouth and she made a vow unto the Lord. We're talking about being a partner with God, being in partnership with the Lord. The Bible says that Hannah messed around and made a vow to the Lord. She said, Lord, if you give me a son, God, I promise him that I will dedicate him back to this temple. Now, what caused her to know what what gave her the ability to know to say those words what 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 brought her to the place that she knew if I say my prayer like this I know that I'm going to get an answer from the Lord well let me tell you who it was it was Holy Spirit yes we might not read about him that often in the Old Testament but if you do your research you will see that he was very much present from the beginning the Spirit of God he would often come and rest on people and what I find amazing is that Eli thought that Hannah was drunk And when in the Old in the New Testament, when the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost, what did the people accuse the people of that were in the upper room? They accused them of being drunk. Sounds like the Holy Spirit to me. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, let me tell you something, you'll know when you are being filled and when you are being used with his power, because it will not be understood Understandable in the eyes of everyone else that is, oh, that is that are onlookers. It will not be understandable through their eyes. But that's because what is on you is not from you. That's because what is praying through you, it is not you that's praying. My pastor often says it like this: Pray until it's no longer you that's praying. Shout until it's no longer you that's shouting. When the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes on you when you are being filled with his power, let me tell you something. You will know it because you are not operating in your own power. You are not operating in your own type of mindset, in your own type of understanding, and in your own type of logic. And that's the place where Hannah had to come. She was trying to figure it out. God, how am I going to have this baby. I want a son. I'm praying every day. God, give me a son. Give me a child. feel my womb, God. Make me like Penina. But that was not working until the Holy Spirit came upon her and caused her to begin to pray a prayer that she had never prayed before. Let me tell you something. Some of you on here, the Holy Spirit is getting ready to get a hold of your tongue and he's going to have you pray a prayer. Prayer That you've never prayed before and it is going to cause a breakout to happen in your belly. It is going to cause a breakout to happen in your life. It is going to cause something different to happen for you. You've never seen God move the way that you're getting ready to see him move. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that, uh, Eli, he looked at her and he said, look, he was like, you need to give up that wine because no, that's what you're drunk off of. And she said, no, I'm not drunk. I'm just desperate. I'm not drunk, but I'm praying out of, I'm praying out of desperation. I'm praying out of my anguish. I'm praying out of my hurt. I'm praying out of my pain. Isn't it amazing how sometimes God will use the very Everything that has hurt you to be your fuel. My husband said it last night. Pastor Eldridge Burrows, who is right here with me, he's watching with you. I'm so thankful for him. My husband said it last night in Bible study. He said, God will sometimes use the the God will sometimes use your anger to be your fuel to push you. Come on. And Hannah had come to a place where she was just that angry where she was just that desperate. And it was the very thing that guided her to the steps of the temple. It was the very thing that said, okay, God, I want to come into partnership with you. What does partnership looks like, like? It looks like us asking God, Lord, what do you need? What is it that you need? because i'm praying prayers and i'm asking you for a million dollars and i've been asking you for a million dollars for the last 68 years The million dollars hasn't come yet. Obviously it's something that I'm not doing on my part. God, what is it that you need? Hannah, when she partnered with God and when she said to the Lord, if you give me a son, I'll dedicate him to the temple. What she did not realize, what she was not aware of, but the Holy Spirit was aware of, She was not aware of the mess that was happening in the temple at the time. The Bible says that Eli, he was very old, but his sons, Hophni and Phinehas, they were running crazy in the temple. I mean, y'all, you ever go back and you read this story, y'all, let me tell y'all something. The Bible is better than Young and the Restless. Come on. The Bible is better than any episode of Bold and the Beautiful. Does that still come on? The Bible is better than any soap opera that you sit down and watch waiting for drama or any reality television show. It is better than hip hop Atlanta. It's better than the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm telling you, the Bible is straight up fire. So the Bible says that Hophni and Phineas, they were running crazy in the temple to the point where they were sleeping with women oh my god they were priests in the temple of the lord they were supposed to be taking the sacrifices that the people brought and offering the sacrifice before the lord on behalf of the people but no the bible says that instead of them offering the sacrifices they was eating it They was eating the sacrifices, y'all, and Eli was fully aware of this. Come on, don't let nobody fool you. If somebody told you that Eli wasn't aware, that's a lie. The lie detector determined that was a lie. Eli was fully aware of what was going on, but because they were his sons, he did not say anything to them because they were his sons, he tried to hide it. And it got to the place where God was like, look, my temple, uh, I I need a priest that is going to represent me in the earth and they're going to represent me right. And I need a priest that is going to be able to stand in the gap for the people. And it just so happened that when Hannah prayed this prayer and said, God, I'll dedicate him back to the temple. God said, all right, now we got a deal. Now we can come into partnership. Now I can feel your womb. Now I can answer your prayers because you are praying something that not only do you need or you want or you desire, but you are praying something that I desire in the earth. Let me tell you something. It is not enough for you to pray prayers that you only want. That's a selfish prayer. That's the place where so many of us have come to in the body of Christ. We, we pray, but we pray selfishly. We pray, but we pray out our desire. We pray out our want because we want it. We want to look good. We want to be benefited in the long run, but God is looking for a people that will say God, even though yes, I want this, but God what is it that you desire and whatever it is that you desire God, that's what I'm going to believe God for because I know that somewhere along the way see when he says delight yourselves in the Lord and I will give you the desires of your heart when he's when he declared that word con- concerning us this is what he was saying find out what my heart what my heart is saying right now find out what my heart desires right now find that out and when you find when you find that when you begin to discover that, Then I want, oh my God, then I want you to align your desire with my desire. Yes, I know that you want a business. What do you want it for? Yes, I know that you want to prosper, but what do you want it for? Just so that you can have, just so that you can have money. Now, let me tell you something. I tell my people all the time, don't get mad at me when you see me rolling out with my chinchilla fur coat. Because let me tell you something, I've always wanted a fur coat. I went to Chicago some years back and didn't nobody tell me nothing. Nobody told me that it was going to be that cold in Chicago. See, I'm from the South. And believe it or not, it gets cold in the South, but it don't get Chicago cold. So here I am. I got on this little cute little leather jacket. And at the time I was young and I was single. And so, you know, I was trying to be cute. I wasn't trying to be warm. Right now, I'm at the age where I'm not trying to be cute. I'm trying to be warm. Didn't nobody tell me that it was going to be freezing cold in Chicago. And so I pull up with this leather coat on and I look out and I see even homeless people walking around in fur coats. And I'm like, you know what? Ever since then I had a dream, ever since then I had a goal that I was going to I was going to get me a fur coat. And so let me tell you something, don't judge me when you see me pull up in a chinchilla coat cuz let me tell you what it's going to look like. I'm going to buy ch- I'm going to buy a chinchilla fur coat, yes I am. I'm going to buy chinchilla earmuffs, I'm going to buy chinchilla gloves, I'm going to buy I'm going to buy chinchilla scarf i'm on you gonna think i am a chin do here, somebody and so, and i'm telling you but here's the thing um you know we we ask for all of this we cry out for all of this but what do you want it for God is not wanting to make you wealthy so that you can just use it all up for yourself. God is not wanting to give you houses full of good things so that you can use it all for yourself. No, that's not what God is wanting to do. God is wanting to fill you up so that you can help fill others. Come on, the Bible says that the Proverbs 31 woman, the reason why God honored her and made her wealthy is because she always remembered the poor. But that's what we do when we get a hold of ours. We don't want to think about nobody else. We don't want to remember nobody else. No, you all, you ain't nobody thinking about you. That's how we do. And we wonder why our prayers do not get answered. And so when we are praying, we should never pray our own, we should never pray our own desires out. No, when we pray, we should pray ask when, before we start praying, we, sh- our first question should be, God, what is it that you need in my city? Come on, some of you need to take a drive around your city and and when you are driving around the city, be sensitive, Uh, allow God's heart, allow God's heart to beat through you because at that moment you will see the city through the eyes that God sees the city. And, and, And when you are doing it, you won't look at your city the same. You will begin to start seeing the poor. You'll begin to start seeing the needy. You'll begin to start seeing the lost souls. You'll begin to start seeing those that are in jeopardy of dying without knowing that Jesus Christ is Lord. And when you begin to start delight yourself in the Lord, when you begin to start seeing your city or your nation with those type of eyes, then you will know what to pray for. Come on, I hear the Lord saying that on today, I want to cause you to begin to pray for what I want. I want to cause you to begin to desire what I desire. I want to cause you to begin to long for what I long for. And I'm telling you right now, yes, I long to bless you, but I want to bless you so that you can be a blessing to someone else. That's what overflow is for. That's what overflow is about. It's not so that you can sit up and you can hoard. Come on, right now, we, we see TV shows where you have people that are hoarders. These individuals, when you walk into their house, sometimes the house is so so disgusting and it's so messy because they've kept everything. Come on, even to the place where they keep old food that's got mold in it and it stinks and it's smelling up the whole house, but they don't wanna give it away. Come on, that's what we've become in the body of Christ. We have learned how to hang on to everything that we have because along the way, we've been taught that when we pray, we should only ask for stuff that we want and not ask for what he wants because what he wants, it trumps it. And so Hannah, here she is, she makes a vow before the Lord. And the Bible says that Eli says to her, God is not only going to honor that vow, but he says to her, eventually he says to her a little later on that God's even going to give you even more children because you honored this vow. And of course, we know the story. The Bible says that as soon as Hannah got back home, the Bible says her and Eli, they went to make a sacrifice before the Lord. And then the Bible says they went straight back home and into the bedroom and do and did what grown married folks do. And the Bible says that he filled her womb. But this is where it gets interesting because we it's easy to say to God, Lord, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. It's easy to say something like that. It's easy to tap over into the heart of God. Oh, yes, it is. If you're a believer and if you have, if you are a Christian, there, if you have the Holy Spirit, then it's easy to tap over into his heart. All you got to do is ask the all you got to do is ask Holy Spirit, Lord, what is it that you what is it that you desire from my life? And somewhere along the way, he is going to speak to you. That's not the hard part. The hard part is when you get the thing that you've been believing for, the hard part is keeping your word. Everybody can will up and say, oh, when I get my money, God, the first thing that I'm going to do is tithe. That's the first thing that I'm going to do is pay my tithe and offer God. It's easy to say that until you get the money you get the money. And then all of a sudden, all these bills that you haven't been able to pay, now you're seeing how you can pay them. And then all of a sudden, the house that you've been looking at for years, all of a sudden now that becomes juicy and you want that. Now, all of a sudden you're looking at your car that you've only been driving around for three years. You're looking at the car and you're like, you know what? I think it's time for a new one. Come on. It's easy to say to the lord what you want to do but the discipline comes in when it's time to do it the bible says that hannah this is her first child i want to put this into perspective on today because i think that a lot of times we read this story and we've taught it so many times that we make it sound easy this woman had been barren for years she had seen the other wife have kid after kid but the first kid that she has god requires her to give the kid back to him do you know how difficult that is come on let's be real how come panina gets to keep her kids but my first kid that i have based on a promise a vow that i give i have to give them up really god Come on, it's easy to say, yeah, I'm gonna dedicate him back to the Lord. And then the moment that you have your promise, come on, can you imagine what Abraham went through? The trauma that he had to endure when he had Isaac, the promised child. Come on, the Bible says that hey, uh, 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 Abraham, he slept with Hagar off of his wife's command in order to have a child. And then he realizes that he made a mistake and so he has to go back into believing God he believes God and finally the promise comes forth now theologians say that Isaac was in his 30s when Abraham tried to sacrifice him but he has his son and now the firstborn you're gonna tell me to sacrifice my firstborn come on that's how it is because what is God doing God will test your heart oh yes he will Oh, yes, we will. Let me take a moment. Hey, Meeks. Hey, Miss Linda. Hey, Jean. Jean, Jean.